Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. stuff in this week's issue ulysses solomon archer welcome into bros foes and heroes i am zach joined by the james gordon to my corrupt gotham city police department Man, mr I like mike that. i like that yeah yeah and uh the reason we're gonna go down that road am is- i the lone good guy in that in that corrupt you department. are the lone good guy wow. in this one and that is kind of what we're getting into because today's story i talked about it last week of what we're going to do is batman year one yeah now just to kind of set up what year one is right is basically around i want to say 1987 i think is when it was uh dc basically thought you know what we need to not necessarily redo mm-hmm but just revamp like origins of our characters sure. just to bring in new people. Right, right. They did it with Superman, they did it with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and they did it with Batman. Mm-hmm. And that's what Batman Year One is. Right. Now, Frank Miller, which we've talked about, mm-hmm. how he can cover both sides of the spectrum of yes. being really good and also being really terrible. Yes, the yellow Batman. Yeah. Uh, this is a year after... The Dark Knight Returns. Mm, okay. So he stepped up. He and David Mazzucchelli. Uh, oh, you're talking, you're talking uh, story and art-wise, this is a year after. Yes, this is okay. one year after. Not, not the, No, no, not yeah. in, not gotcha, gotcha. canonically, not in the Batman sure. universe, in our actual world. Every time somebody says canonically, yeah. I always think of like crabs and stuff. I don't know why that is. I always think of the video game company Konami. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know yeah. why either, because... Now I'm going to think of crabs playing video games. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't remember what they played. Maybe Metal uh, Metal Slug. Was that a Konami game? <laughs> canonically sounds like something you'd say in The Little Mermaid. Yeah, like, a little, yeah no, I get oh, that. Oh, it's canonically. <laughs> but uh, basically, Frank Miller then and uh, David Mazzuchelli stepped up and said, hey, we want to do the Batman book. Yeah. Um, also throw out uh, Richmond Lewis, who I believe is the color guy for this but what we have then is it's supposed to be kind of like a revamping of batman's origin story got it the good news is we don't have to go through there are panels in here of bruce dealing with dead parents right but we're not retelling the whole story okay okay what they've done which i think is very smart is it focuses on Basically, it's called year one because it takes place during one calendar year. And this is this is a much younger Batman. This right? is. This is yeah. Batman coming back from being a recluse and being mm-hmm. gone for 18 years. Oh. Like, you know, when Batman begins, yeah. basically Christopher Nolan took some from this mm-hmm. for Batman Begins with um, 
I can't think of uh, Patrick Bateman, uh, Christian Bale. There we go. Christian Bale. Yeah. I had to think of his. Patrick I had to think Bateman. of his name for a second. But take some of this for Batman Begins. Uh, takes from Batman Year One mm-hmm. in a sense of it's Bruce Wayne returning back to Gotham after like eighteen years of being gone. Gotcha. Um, but this story is told hand in hand with Jim Gordon's story. So this is not a younger Batman. The, I mean, it's a younger Batman in a sense of he's not Batman yet. Oh, he has oh. just returned back to Gotham All right. City. So, so dead parents leaves Gotham City. Leaves Gotham. Now comes he's back come eighteen back to years do later. About it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Yes. This, okay. Yeah. So it's so very, we're looking at a twenty-one to twenty-five-year-old uh, Batman. Again, here. if you haven't read anything comic-wise and all you've ever done is seen the movies, mm-hmm. just think about Batman Begins and Christian Bale right. coming back. Right. You know, he goes into like the seedy part of Gotham. Yeah. And tries to, you know, talk to Carmine Falcone mm-hmm. or Falcone, however mm-hmm. you want to. Um, by the way, also the first appearances for Mr. Falcone is oh. in this here, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, basically, you can relate it to that. What this story does, though, it took four. It's a four issue run and actually ran through the Batman mm-hmm. uh, name. So right, it wasn't right. like they set it out special. It was just four issues within the Batman run oh, and then cool. they went back to where yeah. they were. Yeah. And so they grouped it together and this ended up leading off to a uh, year two in 1988 and year three in 1989. Okay. So it also spawned. Are those done by Miller? Also? No, this no. is the only oh, one that okay. Miller and Mazzuchelli do. Okay. It's one of those where it's like, Oh, it's, you know, smart enough. And then they got another writer where they kind of continued it. So they kind of built their own franchise. Exactly. Here and and turned this, it over to a different director. Yeah. And this yeah. is, I think we, we've said it before, but canonically, mm-hmm. uh, it's supposed to be in the same world as Dark Knight Returns. So yeah. basically, Miller has written like the beginning of Batman and the end of his mm-hmm. Batman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so then tons of stuff take place in this universe that he's created. Uh, Long Halloween is basically right. follow this. So like everything okay. from like 88 to the new 52 so Miller said, I'm going to set up my own Batman universe. And a lot of people, yep, and a lot of writers then stayed within that universe for sure. everything afterwards. Sure. But our story... Dark Knight Returns, where, where do you... One out of ten. Uh, ten. Yeah. I, yeah. It's I just love so that good. so much. Yeah. So well done. Um, I will say, and we'll get to it at the end of this issue, I do think I have... I can see where they might be going with the movie mm-hmm. because Matt Reeves, who's the director, has come out and said that this is more kind of like the second year of Batman is what we're mm-hmm. dealing with in mm-hmm. the movie. Right. Well, after reading the synopsis of year two, it could be interesting. Of it, hmm. Not that they're going to be connected, yeah. but there yeah. could be things pulled from just inspiration. But sure. let's get into year one because this is going to sound weird as Batman is obviously featured on the front and it is called Batman year one. Right. I would classify this as half a Batman story, half a Jim Gordon story. Mm, Okay. What I look at Batman year one and what it's done is it has created or it sets up the relationship between Gordon and Batman. Right. So both men are arriving to Gotham at the same time. James Gordon is arriving on train. Uh, His wife's flying in. He has now just accepted this job. Mm-hmm. as a Gotham cop. It's not Lieutenant Gordon. It's not Commissioner Gordon. I'm sorry, it is Lieutenant Gordon. He's not the commissioner yet. But he's just regular cop on the staff. Okay. Uh, and Bruce Wayne has come back to Gotham to, he knows... Settle the score. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming back to clean up Gotham. Okay. In his sense. All right. Um, 
but he doesn't know how. Like, there's a lot early in the first part of the story where he's just kind of out, like, just doing reconnaissance in a way. Like, he can't, he doesn't know when the right time for him to start is. Right, sure. Um, there is a scene. Right bat time, right bat. Bat, bat channel, yeah. Um, but there is a scene where he's trying to figure out what am I waiting on. I don't know, you know, how to intimidate these people. And a bat breaks through his window, lands on the statue of his dad. And he's like, oh, oh bats. There we go. Yeah. Thanks, universe. Yeah. Some of it with Batman was, I mean, I get where we're telling the story. But again, to me, this was more about Commissioner Gordon. Because when he gets there, yeah, he's obviously the only straight-laced cop in a department full of just everybody on the take. Gotcha. Okay. And over time, basically what this story does, there's not a big bad guy. That was, I guess they pulled that into Gotham whenever that series was on yeah. too. That was kind yeah. of the same No, thing. it's the same. Yeah. There's a lot of there because basically through the whole year. I guess that's really just the Batman story though, right? I mean. In a sense, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. all of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah. what we see throughout this book, there's no big bad guy. I guess Carmine Falcone kind of is. Right, right. And it makes sense that mob type stuff would be the first one you exactly, go after. Exactly, exactly. And that's yeah. why it makes sense kind of for the first part of Batman Begins because he does deal with that. Right. But then also they bring in oh, uh, Ra's al Ghul. But oh. not, not in here. I was talking about Batman Begins. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, there's nothing Darn. to get. Yeah. Uh, Selena Kyle makes an appearance. We see that she starts to be, to be Catwoman around the same time that Bat- Bruce becomes Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets upset. She has some small parts, but basically she goes to try to, uh, steal from the police commissioner. Okay. And the news just reports it as, you know, the police commissioner is Batman's new target. Okay. So she's frustrated by that. Gotcha. She goes to attack Carmine Falcone to, cause he's got to have jewels and stuff to steal. Right. And she's immediately called like Batman's assistant. Uh-huh. You just get this whole where Wonderful. she's trying to do her own thing and everybody, for some reason, attributes her that she's just trying to be a Batman knockoff. You kind do of kind of feel bad for Catwoman a lot um, just because she's she she's a like an antihero almost. In a sense. But here's the problem with antiheroes is everybody wants to do them now because they think they're cool. Yeah. And. All you have is a bunch of anti-heroes and no actual heroes. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Because I had this conversation. I mean, we might have had this conversation last week on the show, too. I this feel is, like we did a little really bit. really two anti-heroes also here. It is. Yeah. Um, well. I mean, because Batman, honestly, is an anti-hero. Yeah. No, unless, Jim. To unless me, it's cartoons or something, then he's, you know, all-American like Superman. To me, at least in this book and in a lot of, there's some other Batman stuff, mm-hmm. um, Commissioner Gordon is the only straight true right good character right he never changes i say that except he does cheat on his wife Mm. everybody's got a thing everybody's got something yeah so he does have some moral issues okay he owns up to them and he tries to you know because again at the end of the day uh james gordon always tries to do the right thing that is a character at least in the comics I mean, I'm sure there's an offshoot here or there that I'm not thinking of. Sure. But for the most part, James Gordon is always good. I, I this this really has nothing to do with, no, with that's where fine. you're at. But if you look on the back of that book, there's there's several reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like for you to read the second one. From Do you want me to say where it's from first? I want you to read the review and then say where it's okay. from. Okay. This is a story no true Batman fan should be able to resist. Right. From? The School Library Journal. <laughs> 
Does it sound like they were just like, oh, somebody wrote this in their journal they left in the library? Like one of them's from the Miami. Yeah, there's a Miami Herald, LA Times book reviews, and then even Denny O'Neill, who's like a famous (laughs) in the comic industry. Sure. Yeah, school library journal. Library journal. This was at a. uh, oh, what do you call those things where they bring the books to you? Oh, the book fairs? They bring, this was at a book fair. It was a classic yeah. book fair. <laughs> and they're like, hey. Hey, this book's good, says oh. nine-year-old Jeff. Yeah, that would be, I mean, at least I knew who, I'd know it was Jeff. And I could be like, oh, okay, sure, I agree with Jeff sure. or not. Well, Jeff's grown up. So, basically, Jim arrives, they arrive at the same time. Okay. Batman's doing all this, trying to figure out what he wants to be, mm-hmm. while James Gordon is dealing firsthand with he's running into opposition from all the other cops. Okay. Sure. I mean, why wouldn't he? Exactly. Because he's the only straight laced yeah. one. They're not. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the other cops uh, wait till he's on a night shift and come through masked and just beat the mess out of him with baseball bats. Didn't that happen in Gotham also? Like Probably. Get, get the crap beat out of him. I think he does. It's been yeah. so long since I've watched Gotham. Here's the thing, though. It's from uh, very early on in the book, though. Yeah. Um, or not in the book, in the comic. While he's first met, he is told, basically, uh, while they're beating him up and stuff, one of the guys calls him Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And he knows that it's this other detective. Right. He knows who it is. At that yeah. Point. Basically, because yeah. he's calling him. That, so. that, that feeds into what I was going to say. It, it, it's crazy to me in all of these stories how how brazen all of the cops usually they are. are. I mean, it's like they'll literally take a dollar from a guy out on the street in the middle of a investigation. Yeah, they don't care. And yeah. that's the thing. It's like new guy in my car and he immediately stops and goes like beats up a group of kids yeah. there with him. Yeah. And there's never a point like. I guess what I know what he's going for, but it's just so hard to process that crime is so rampant mm-hmm. that, um, hold on real quick. I know you're new here, but just stay here while I get out of the car and check something. Watch me beat up these kids mm-hmm. and then just get mm-hmm. back in and just like, yeah. I thought that you'd be cool with that. Right. Like, right. yeah, they're just, like I say, just so brazen. Yeah. So it's like, uh, um, federales and and uh, uh chicago cops and oh yeah you know for you always hear of these cops that uh you know they're 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 real rough on you until they get a bribe and then they're your best friend or whatever yeah canadian mounted police i think heard that <laughs> yeah one. deadly do right was one for sure <laughs> um but just to so i don't drag us all down basically yeah. uh gordon goes back and ends up beating up the cop who okay like they treat gordon like they show you He's just as tough. He's kind as, of a badass in this. Right? Yeah, 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 no, he is. And yeah. it's funny because there's a scene. They also turned it into a uh, short animated film because mm. it's only four issues, so it's only an hour long. Right. But um, and I watched that as well um, when doing this. And the funny thing is, the voice of Batman is played by Ben. What's his name from Gordon? The guy who plays Dover. Gordon in <laughs> the guy who plays Gordon in Gotham. Oh, really? Ben, I don't know. you know what I'm talking the yeah, blonde yeah, haired yeah. guy yeah. from the OC. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't think of his name right now, and I'm sorry, but he voices Batman in this. Mm. Brian Cranston voices James Gordon. Oh, that's cool. So it's a nice little cast for the actual movie, too. But um, Gordon basically single-handedly goes in, and he's screwing up everything the cops have going. Mm-hmm. Batman's learning how to become Batman. He's, right. you know, attacking street 
drug users and finding his way up. Right, right, right. Um, they both kind of find their way to Falcone to realize that he's pulling all the strings and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm bad man. But Falcone, it's just, I can't remember. It's Carmine Falcone. I don't know why I keep saying Falcone. I'm pretty sure it's Carmine Falcone. I think I've heard somebody both in of them say it both ways. Say That's, Falcone. Yeah. So I, it just feels like I'm saying it wrong. Either way, it's not even my real guy. The Roman. You know, Fine. his nickname's the Roman. The Roman. There, there we, we go. go. So the Roman, um, who is the main mob boss in Long Halloween. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So he gets his time around there. Basically. Uh, puts a hit in a sense on like we got to fix James Gordon. Mm. Um, his wife and he had just had a baby. They oh, kidnapped man. the baby. Oh, and the wife and basically it leads to a big final brawl. Mm-hmm. Um, with Batman and James Gordon and Batman <laughs> helps save. Batman. Not not between the two. I'm just saying with Batman both of and them. The baby. Yeah. The uh, but basically the baby is almost thrown from like it's thrown off the river kind of thing mm. i'm sorry off the river off the bridge into mm-hmm. the river right batman you know dives down to kind of save it in a way um i'm trying to find the does he save the baby nope never does uh yeah, yeah no here it is they fall off he does he does oh, okay so they wrestle <laughs> off like, i just had to find the panel oh yeah uh, look at that he wrestles off the bridge with the main bad guy yeah. and bruce reaches in and grabs the baby yeah. and they both and he saves it as he lands uh-huh. and he hands them to him the baby is very muddy yeah well everybody's muddy because they land sure. in the water below okay and there's this and he hands him over that's the bad guy okay. that's one of carmine falcone's nephews Falcone. or whatever sure but so bruce hands baby or james his son back right and he's holding them and they're both standing there. And the sun is kind of like rising behind Bruce mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to see his face. Sure. But then Gordon also says, you know, and for instance, I can't see a damn thing without my glasses. Nah. So like it's it's Bruce without a mask. Like. Right. Right. He's there. So he doesn't really know. He doesn't know. But Gordon knows in the process that obviously the guy who saved him is like. Mm-hmm. he's had a little bit of run-ins with Batman at the right, time. So he right. kind of knows. Okay. And so they just have this kind of like, he helped save my son. I mm-hmm. can trust Batman kind of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the last panel of this comic. Because, because at this point, Batman, uh, the city still doesn't know what to think. No. Of. And that's cops, the thing is every, certainly exactly. don't know what to think of. Anything. And everybody is against him and they're hunting him down. Uh, Detective Flash, which is the one that beats him up, mm-hmm. that he's trying to create a case against the entire time to okay. be like, hey, this is a dirty cop, right. gets attacked by Batman because he's around, like, he's dealing with some of the drug dealers and stuff. Okay. And so, like, and Flass is talking about, like, no, he's an animal. Like, you know, they don't know what man, right, myth, right, whatever. Right, sure. But um, after saving his son, Gordon realizes, hey, I can trust Batman. So that's where that kind of trust then develops so the introduction in this is done by danny o'neill is it really uh-huh. i didn't re- i usually skip introductions i'm yeah. sorry no you're good but you're so good. basically that's it's year one is the story in a sense of just wrapping it all up uh, you can read through there's obviously a lot more into there it's a sure. frank miller book so uh mike's flipping through it and he can tell you it's dense just like every frank miller written thing is um but it's a solid story of to me, the relationship between Batman and Jim Gordon. They they have to like really, really stock up on black ink. 
yeah. uh, when they do these because, man, so many shadows. But it looks, I, I, I like the way it looks. Oh, yeah. No, it's beautiful. It's, yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous book by uh, Batman Year One, but it's a story, again, all the same, of the first year in Gotham for both Batman and for uh, Jim Gordon. Mm-hmm. And we see the characters grow and they learn about Gotham kind of together and they form that relationship together. Now, I covered that because when we t- we're going to talk about the movie a little bit here, which comes out in, I think, like 54 days or something, mm-hmm. Mike. So I'm mm-hmm. stoked. Yeah. Um, hopefully there's like a midnight showing that I can go to when it comes out. Like, yeah. I am more stoked for this than I was really? for Spider-Man. Huh. Um, it's always been like everybody <laughs> has their favorite characters. Yeah. And mine has always been Batman. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt No, you. you're fine. I, I, it always kills me when a character has a single bandage around their head, like that's doing anything. Yeah. You know, it, it just looks like a, like a uh, what do you call it, headband, like a workout headband or well, something. Well, he's probably like, know? if they moved it, my head would fall off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like the top of my head is yeah. just going to come completely off. Um, All right. So we're, yeah, I'm very excited for this Batman. Also, uh, the more I see, like I, like we were talking about before, the pictures and stuff, man. Uh, these guys, uh, I think they've made a very dark and scary movie um, out of Batman. Yeah, I which think, is unique because we haven't had that really. No, and that I is, mean Christian Bale stuff. It's dark, but it's not frightening. It's not uh, edge of your seat type stuff. Well, here's still more action. Exactly. The one thing that I uh, the first thought I had when I saw the first Batman trailer mm-hmm. was that scene where it's Riddler and you just see him for a little bit like stretch out the duct tape. Right. And it reminded me very much so of like a scene from the trailer for um I think it was Into the Spiderweb, not Into the Spiderweb. What was into it? Into the Spiderverse? Girl, no, no, it was from like the girl with the dra- it looked like a girl oh. with a dragon tattoo trailer. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was one of those like Gritty, I'm out. Yeah. Dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark. It was the new yeah. one that Claire Foy was in, but still, so it has yeah. a very similar kind of feel, like just a dirty, gritty yeah. kind of feel to it. And oh, I'm super stoked I'll, about it. I, I love that. Great. Oh, also, just real quick on mm-hmm. the comic. So the mm-hmm. final page yeah. is basically just like a Jim Gordon um, basically narrates like how everything is. Like mm. basically the commissioner's gone. He has a new friend now. And it closes with, though, he was like, we've gotten a call from some lunatic basically that he's going to poison the Gotham city water reserve yeah. calls himself the Joker. Good news is I have a friend to help that should be here any minute. Yeah. Da, that's da, so cool. You know. Yeah. So they set that up that's really just, awesome. when you were on that page. Yeah. So, and then the, you, what you brought in was not four issues. You brought in basically the, the, yeah, they put it together as a book, right? The book version. And, and what's so cool about this is in the back. I always love how they add the extra, uh, like tons of sketches yes. and, and just, uh, uh, uncolored things. Um, I don't really understand what's going on here with this tiny little bat mite. Bat mite, but okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, some of it I think is older stuff, or yeah, it's definitely. I older. don't know, but there's like a lot of sketches and stuff, and all that. Bat mite was a weird character, but it does ridiculous. have the good old, you know, old school Batman where yeah, yeah, his yeah, ears kind yeah. of. Sure, sure. This uh, is the one I love the most. It looks like it was drawn by a six year old. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. I don't know who's. Oh, it says Batman Comics, nineteen sixty six. Above my first comic page, I, I'm assuming that's Frank Miller's first one. No, I think it might be Oh David. Uh, I can't. Oh, the other guy, his. David uh, uh, Majewuchakachewiki. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, I think so. They include some of their first art back there, which it's is cool, always though. really cool to see too. Yeah. To know that, hey, the guys who make this incredibly beautiful art can you could draw the same way I did when I was six. Can you even imagine though being a little kid and growing up, and then you get to do what you planned on doing when you were a kid? How many of us can say that? You know, I mean, if you planned on drawing Batman as a kid, and you grew up and you get to draw Batman. Yeah, as a, as a freaking job. Yeah, what a great life. No, I did it for a little bit. Did you? I didn't draw oh, the that sports stuff. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. No, I don't know if I ever told this story, and it's has nothing to do with this. Maybe some people yeah, will okay. be interested in it. Um, I lived with my grandparents for a little bit growing up, mm-hmm. and they had obviously because we're older. So you kids that are twenty and younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, a video not, camera. Hey, they're not listening. Hey, hey, you're not listening. You're probably listening to something cool and hip. Um, but my grandmother had a video camera because remember you actually had to have the cassettes and stuff yeah, you on the sure. side. Yeah, you had to jack it up on your shoulder. Yeah, well, it was a smaller one. Smaller one. Okay. Thankfully, but it had the like VHS tape where you had to put the smaller tape in mm, and then put it in VHSC. Yeah, but so I would set that on the counter in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I would make fake sports reports. Oh, that's cool. And I would record myself and then I would make them watch it. I, uh, I would, I would, uh, record stuff off the radio and then I would be the DJ. That's really cool too. My dad found the tapes and I was cursing a lot and I got in very big trouble. <laughs> did you not realize that the FCC went I did you? not, I did not have an idea of what the FCC was right. meant or well, here's be. what I wanted. How old were you? Are you like a four year old just cursing no. your head off? <laughs> yes. Three and a half. One of my first words. F. Uh, no, I I don't know. 11, 12, probably. Uh-huh. Something like that. That's Only cool, child. Though. Lots of time on my hands. Yeah. You know. No, I used to. I would make. Um, I think that's when they sent me to private school. I would make mixed cassettes. <laughs> out yeah. of Because you had to wait and you hit the, you know, play, pause and record yeah. and then wait for the. Yeah. Uh, and you hit the pause button. Oh, yeah. 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 I would listen to my Walkman on the way to school. That was at least through junior high. So. Cassette mixing is, is was a real art. Oh, it was. Because yeah. if not, you could get stuff. I remember I'd mess up and I'd have like the first part of songs mm-hmm. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, when I got that double tape deck, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Yeah, that changed the game for me. I had a boom box that had it in the front. Uh, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. But so... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> year one, boombox. <laughs> so Batman year one then leads into year two. And I'm going to briefly tell you about year two. I didn't read it, yeah, but I found do. synopsis sure. of it because I feel like there could be stuff just taken from not directly. Before you do that, tell me about Matt Reeves. What what else has he done? Matt Reeves, uh, Planet of the Apes movies. Ah, okay. All right. Okay. I yeah, trust the, the new ones. Yeah. I trust him. Yep. Yeah. That's those good. have been actually really good. Yep. Um, so in year two, I'm trying to, I think there, a new villain appears called the Reaper. Okay. And basically the Reaper is kind of too much for Batman. Mm. And so he knows it. So he realizes he has to get better. Um, he ends up recruiting or needing help from the Gotham street gangs to help him fight Okay, Reaper. And so he kind of develops a relationship with them and even uh, gets the help of Joe Chill. Joe who is Chill. the guy who killed his parents. Oh, wow. To you know, like gets his help to help him fight the Reaper, but even with the help of the Gotham Street Gangs is unable to. Oh, my. And what, then, what is the Reaper's power? Why is he I don't, so... I didn't... I was just trying oh, to look into it. Okay. But um, basically, uh, then... I'm looking at Batman year two. Sure. 
So I can tell you exactly. The Reaper. All I can think is he's got a sickle, you know, and he's he's uh, walking around talking about corn. I thought that was Scarecrow. Well, I mean, he's reaping, though, right? Isn't that what a Reaper does? He's reap. Yeah, but it also could be like the black or the black of uh, the uh, Grim, Grim Reaper. Reaper. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, like hmm. the. Come on. The first one's called uh, Fear the Reaper. So. Oh, okay. They're going for straight uh, blue, blue oyster cold yeah. on this. Uh, let's see. It says elements uh, of the story were incorporated ooh. into the Batman mask of the phantasm. He's scary looking. He's got a skull for a head. Yeah. So Big he's red, a red suit, sword. Uh, he is his real name. Oh, Judson Caspian. And then it's also been Joe Chill Jr. Oh, spiked leather armor, scythe shaped weapons with hidden firearms. Interesting. So he's, he's a socialite by day and a vigilante by night. After losing his wife to a robber in the streets, he becomes the Reaper who prowled Gotham sitting during the 1950s, murdering juvenile delinquents by impaling them with a scythe. But <laughs> what hear, a guy. but hear me out. So I yeah, read all I that. You. Sure. And I'm just guessing mm-hmm. we have a Riddler. Who is obviously trying to, in his mind, I think, do what is right. Because mm-hmm. just looking at the trailers, he is trying to expose Gotham and what's, you know, the, the wrong in yeah, Gotham. Yeah, And. But through a series of riddles for some reason. Well, in a way, though. But I feel like this could be a way where maybe we get more of a Riddler who obviously is smart enough and is very tech savvy and has, mm-hmm. like, he has the. Uh, usual Riddler things, but I wonder right. if we make it to where he also feels like, you know, he's a vigilante in his own right of where he's helping to clean up Gotham by taking out. Yeah. But it's yeah. like miss, you know. Right, right, right. So right. I could see a scene. And do you see Penguin as part of the no. the problem? Like the, the Maybe. The, maybe. I don't think Penguin's gonna be in it a whole lot. Hmm. Because they're making an HBO Max series with him in it. Oh, really? Very much so, like uh, Peacemaker about the Penguin. Yeah, like Colin. Ooh. Yeah, like Colin. Uh, Colin Firth. Fer- uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell Firth. Yeah, because Colin sure. Firth is King Speech. Colin Farrell is. Yeah, Colin uh, Farrell. That would be a di- very different movie. It would if he played I, the Penguin. I think he could pull it off. So probably because <laughs> Colin Firth is a good actor. But uh, but yeah, no, Colin Farrell signed yeah. on to be like a Penguin centric. Oh, that's show. cool. Yeah. So I don't expect him to be like, he'll be in it, but I don't expect him to be like a big kind of thing. I wonder if it's going to be kind of like year two where, cause we see scenes where Batman's battling, like, you know, the street gangs there for a second. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a scene in the trailer where he has like a flare and they're all following him. Ah. So I wonder if Batman year two, if, and this is just me putting speculation out there, and I'll right. probably never bring it up again. And when you see it in two months, and you'd be like, "Oh, I remember where you heard it?" That maybe there's got or uh, Rob Pattinson feels a bit outnumbered against the Riddler, and he has to use in the same way in year two. He has to try to use some of the evil that he's gone against to try to help, kind of like you know the lesser of two evils. In a sense. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, because uh, the thing about Batman. And and to a lesser extent, uh, uh, some other superheroes they've done they've done a pretty good job of it with uh, Iron Man in the movies, um, comic books to begin with. In the movies, um, th- nothing is black or white. You no. know, it's it's everything is a shade of gray. You know, but that's 
I feel like that's how it is. Well, it's in just the real human world condition. Too. Yeah. yeah, but but to to put that on uh, superheroes uh, kind of enhances that whole thing, you know, and makes them uh, really stand out when they're bad and really stand out when they're good. Oh, for sure. I heard. I'll I'll close it up with this because yeah. I heard two things this week that I thought were funny. Uh, one was they're both <laughs> the whole week. There were two things. There's just two <laughs> things. That's it. Yeah. it was sad the rest, the rest of the week. The rest of it was just depressing. But, but those other two things I heard were, yeah. oh, no. Um, <laughs> it was just a collection of like different like Hollywood facts in a sense of just like things that happen that you may or may not know. Right. Sure. Like one was um, Chris Evans had, uh, wore fake feet in the scene in uh, Captain America First Avengers where he runs out barefooted to realize that he's, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, he's wearing fake feet fake there. Fake feet. Yeah, they have a picture of him. Wow. Stuff, but there's things like that. Like, um, I don't. <laughs> I'd love to see his, like, yeah. big floppy fake feet. Well, they weren't. Like, they're super close to him. But there's just, you know, like, a lot of funny <laughs> just stories big. like that. Yeah, basically how Clown shoes. Paul Bettany had, like, they tell the story of, like, Paul Bettany had a lunch with some, like, a TV producer, just some agent kind of basically told him, dude, your career's done. Like, yeah. you're just over. Yeah. And he left the dinner just feeling, or the lunch just feeling so defeated. And he immediately got a call as he was leaving from Kevin Feige being like, hey, do you want to play Vision? Oh, wow. And he was like, you know, stuff like oh, that. That's cool. So, yeah, they're really cool. But the, there were two about Rob Pattinson. Mm. And both of them were directly related to Christopher Nolan. Uh, one do is you think Batman he just smells centric. like Axe all the time? Who, Christopher Nolan? No. Rob Pattinson? Pattinson? No. Yeah. You don't think he just smells like no. axe? No. Okay. I think he smells like patchouli, if anything. <laughs> okay. I mean, look at him as, as uh, that's kind of mean. Sure. But look at him as uh, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Why is it mean to say he smells like patchouli? No, he just looks like a guy. Yeah, I mean, he smells like patchouli. He looks. He smells like patchouli. Good that's, job, Rob. Yeah, no. I think of, see, here's the thing, is everybody, and I have a buddy of mine, that Matt and I have talked about this a lot, just... I think back to when everybody was talking about the Dark Knight Returns mm -hmm. and everybody was like, oh, the guy from a Knight's Tale is going to play Joker. How's mm -hmm. he going to be as good as Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And everybody yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hated on Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it happened. And he was like, oh, he was great. And then unfortunately he passed away. Very and then it was like. To ever replace that. Yeah. But up until that movie came out. They were crapping oh, yeah. all over him. Well, same deal with Keaton whenever he first played Batman. So, the whole, I, I mean, mean, you know what? They can, and everybody yeah. that I talk to is like, well, it's a mix. It's like, uh, yeah, I'll go see it. Right. I'm not that interested in it. Oh, the guy from Twilight's going to play Batman? Right. Sparkly Batman. You know, I've gotten over that. You know, that's what I first thought, but I, I've gotten over it. Go watch anything else he's been in since then. Uh, the lighthouse with him and Willem Dafoe is really good. Mm. He's played in a, you know, uh, he's, he's done a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think that he could knock this out of the park. There's so many well, small things in this movie though, too, that I just, I love the fact that there's a scene with him and he has the black still around his mm -hmm, eyes mm -hmm. because up until that point, apparently, you know, I guess the black makeup just stays as part of the cow because sure. none of the other Batman right. have ever had right. it. Yeah. It's just small things like that that I can yeah. see him as a young Bruce Wayne. And I think that's the part of it, too, is we can't have somebody. I guess you could find somebody that was a little bigger and a little muscular, yeah. but Ben Affleck's not going to work. He doesn't no. fit for young Bruce Wayne. Like Michael Keaton, no, he's too old. Like you can't right. bring anybody back because right. they're not going to appear young. Sure. And then who could you play 
or who would you pick that would do it that isn't in something else already? Peter like, Dinklage. I, I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going you to. You were going to say Batmite. I was going to. <laughs> By the way, I love Peter Dinklage oh, as Peter an actor, Dinklage too. Peter Dinklage is the best. But, I mean, the, like. The, what, what, he's got one called The Station. It's about a train station that he, or it's, it's a train depot, like just a single room thing that he manages. Uh-huh. Station manager? Something like that. Good. Really good movie. Yeah. Okay. Dr- drama. Okay. You know, it's all about his life and just how lonely he is and stuff like that. It's it's just good. Sounds like a, yeah. a movie to watch with a family for sure. Oh, yeah. The kids love it. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, like, who realistically... Like, Daddy, why does he cry all the time? <laughs> you couldn't get, like, a Chris Pratt or a Chris Hemsworth no. or any... Because no. you have to think of all the people that are gone because doing of, it. Yeah. 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 So, um, but the two things I was going to say is he said that... And from this, you know, the Twitter account that I was following about these Hollywood facts... Is he did say that there were multiple times during like a two or three month span when he was filming uh, Tenet with Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. that he had no clue what the movie was about. Oh, I don't doubt that. Yeah, he was just like, it cha- you know, it was like, I, I do don't, not doubt that one bit. Which I, I found funny. But my favorite one was also while he was filming Tenet, he was afraid to tell Christopher Nolan that he was auditioning for Batman. Really? Because, you know, Nolan yeah, has yeah, the. Yeah, sure. So. He goes, I went up to him and I told him that I had a family emergency to deal with. <laughs> he was like, hey, I got a family emergency. I'm going to need to leave for a little bit and go deal yeah. with and come back. Yeah. And he said, no one looked at him and went, family emergency, huh? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to audition for Batman, aren't you? Like Nolan knew. <laughs> yeah. And so that was just kind of funny there, too. That's but, awesome, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see Christopher Nolan. No, I don't think he can. Well, it's, blackball it's, somebody it's over playful. There. It's a playful banter because one of the... I guess uh, guys who's worked on the new movie yeah. just like bumped into him and was like, hey, you better be ready. We're coming because we're going to be better than your Batman. Like right. it's a playful kind right. of, right. which is fun, I think. Yeah, in it's a great. Sense. Yeah. Um, I'm stoked for it. I think Paul Dano as Riddler is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to have a super scary. And that's, I think that's the way to go is if you can create somebody who's like the Joker. Right. Without using the Joker. You know, now that you've shown me um this and talked about year two i i'm just sitting here thinking about the preview and boy you're absolutely right it it fits right in there it does kind of and i don't and again it's the reaper they i have a feeling more than anything that you know um good in my opinion good comic book scripts and stuff they go in and they are able to borrow a lot from right. like epic parts and comics but change right. it up enough to where right it fits for what's going on so well, it could be just that, like, hey, fanboys, here's a nod to something right. you know and love, and we're still making it work in our story. Too. Well, Iron Man, you couldn't have him be drunk all the time, you know, no. and that kind of thing, as far as movies go. I mean, you could, but, well, but it just you know, wasn't going to be as... I mean, he had a drink in his hand a lot of the times, and then he kind well, of fought it throughout, what was it, Iron Man 2 or 3? Yeah. And then, but but it wasn't as big a deal as it was in the comics. Oh, yeah, no, for sure, because in the comics, he just, like, kind of oh, retires, an, and Rhodey takes over as Iron Man. Super alcoholic. Yeah, there's no war yeah. machine. Rhodey takes over as Iron Man. Um, but like an, another thing with that, though, too, because I remember at the time, like everybody hated how um, they did the Mandarin as well, though. Right. Because in the comics, he was supposed to be this full magical guy. Sure. Like you could do the actual Mandarin like they did with Shang-Chi, because mm-hmm. at that point in time in your timeline, you've, you know. Right, right. But I, I love I, the Mandarin. Oh, I did in, too. In the Iron Man, and movie. I thought it was hilarious because at, at that time you haven't done anything magical. Yeah. Like you don't have that for your world. 
So what's the way to make it work like that? And well, I think it's and hilarious. Now, and now, like we talked about last last episode, um, having having some distance from it and seeing ten rings come out. Yeah. Now you realize, oh, they were just setting up ten rings from the very get go. Yeah. That that is amazing. So uh, I'm. Yeah. I want to see that wall where they plan all this stuff out. You know. It's, I feel like it's multiple walls. So much yarn. Yeah. So many little pictures. You think it's multicolored? It's all the same color, so they don't. No, I think it's multicolored. Yeah, I think it's I think it's literally just newspaper clippings. Do they have post-it notes? Do they have like a key somewhere where you can go like this yarn color means this, this yarn color means that? Uh no, they have a guy. Oh, they have a yarn guy. They have a yarn guy. Okay. Yeah. That's good enough. Yeah. Well then he's colorblind though, which is weird. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I think I read about that. I mean, he can good tell for the, him. he can tell the color by fill. Like sure. apparently sure. some yarn is thicker than others. No, 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 no. You misread that. There's a guy named Phil who tells him the colors. Oh yeah. Phil's the color Okay, my bad. I knew I should have reread that article when sure. I was done. Right, right. But so there you go. Not necessarily as funny as usual, but Batman year one. <laughs> Uh, just yeah. more kind of informative. We still it's do really that cool from though. time to time. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, I mean, I like learning about the Reaper. You know, when I look at this, that uh, looks really. That's picture. a really cool picture. Of, well, it is. A, it is a cool picture, but it looks like uh, Spawn. It does look a lot like yeah, Spawn. It's a lot of Spawny type looking stuff. So, oh, you want to know why? Why? I just thought of this. Uh, the last two issues of year two are, I'm pretty sure, were drawn by Todd McFarlane. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there you go. So that could he be a little bit his wild. Chains. Dude, he loves, it's the same way that he made Spider-Man's webs. Yeah. The spaghetti kind of web. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He like and mm. you know, and I've always loved the way that looked too. Well, uh, this was, uh, this was actually pretty fun. Yeah. I liked it a lot. So there. So next week, I'll uh, I'll find something for us to go back to just make fun of things because we haven't sure. done that in a while. Yeah. So the next couple of weeks, we'll just find people's passion projects to ridicule because we're assholes. Wiener man. Yeah, and because it's more fun that way. Sure. Uh, this is cool though because yeah, no, because think, of the movies that are coming out. I think and all that kind every of stuff. now and then throwing in something that's a little more serious. It's something I actually like because yeah. yeah no, I liked Batman Year One from start to bottom. It wasn't to Frank Miller. Yeah. Um, like where he got with like Master Race and all that bullshit sure, he gets to sure. later. Right. Um, but it was still good. And I like seeing the development of that Batman Commissioner Gordon relationship, which is what is on kind of full display here. But don't worry. Uh, next week, we'll go back to something funnier. All right. Cool. Well, I enjoyed it. And Mike, as always, I appreciate you having you on and doing the show with you. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find us on Instagram, Bros Foes Heroes, email us Bros Foes and Heroes at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow Rogue Media, Rogue Media Network.com. And they're on Instagram as well. And if you haven't yet, there are multiple podcasts out there that Mike has been tirelessly working on. Mm. I know that he, you know, promoted some of them last week. I sat here yesterday by myself in yeah. the studio and I read 10 chapters of Peter Rabbit. Really? Just to myself. Yeah. So, How was that? So when people ask you, what's wrong with that guy? There you he go. He reads Peter Rabbit he to himself. He reads Peter Rabbit to no one. How long is so, Peter Rabbit? Uh, I'm on chapter 14 right okay. now. Yeah. But the chapters are small. I mean, to be okay. fair, you know, it's, a, still, kid's, it's, it's a kid's story. Yeah. You know? I mean, let's all be honest. You listen to this podcast. For the ridiculous content and sure. Mike's smooth, smooth vocal stylings. Oh, no. 
And so now you can listen to him tell stories too. My, and it's kid friendly, so you don't have to worry about him dropping random f bombs. That's here right. That's right. Just just a few, <laughs> only if they're only, but only if but they're that needed. wasn't from you. That was from the Peter Rabbit yes book. Yes, the original Peter there, Rabbit yeah. story. Boy, it is just laden with <laughs> with expletives. It's crazy. Oh man, I so, hate these effing carrots. <laughs> stuff like that. So, you know? Make sure to check out everything <laughs> that's going on. I'm laughing too much now. So, uh, it's fun. I enjoy it. But I uh, appreciate you guys, as always, for listening. Uh, until next week, everybody, take care. Stay safe. Calicon! Frozen. Frozen. Heroes. Gonna tell you about Frozen. Frozen. Heroes. Gonna tell you about This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.